0: And welcome once again to the Fumble. It is the Fumble American Football podcast with myself, Vernon Kay and the main man, Judith Chalmers. No, it's Darren Fletcher, <laughs> fresh from his travel. How are you,
1: mate? I'm very good. I mate. thought you were going to say that Darren Fletcher and the late Vernon Kay. you're not dead, you're just late. Because you got your timings wrong today, haven't you? I did get
0: my timings wrong today, and I apologise. Uh, it's been a busy week. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I've done a bit of travelling myself. I've been in Dubai hosting the Hero Challenge for the European Tour. And it's I'm very sure. similar. It's very similar, Darren. The NFL and the golf, the European Tour, two massive, massive sporting franchises, massive businesses, and they're both trying to do the same thing. They're trying to somehow capture short-form sport, which will enable them both to put out as much quick-fire content as possible, and therefore generate more knowledge, more more buzz about the game. It, it's crazy how they're both very, very similar. And you work with uh, the European football, you do the Champions League, and uh, you do the Premier League as well. Everyone's trying to capture a younger audience. It's really interesting.
1: You've been in Dubai, so you've come back with a tan, and I've frozen me balls off in (laughs) Chicago. I know. (laughs) Hey,
0: come on. Well, this is it. So, So Darren and I were communicating on the old WhatsApp whilst Darren and his, uh, his good lady were over there in Chicago, because we'll just backtrack a little bit. Darren, as a birthday present, received two tickets to see the Chicago Bears playing at home against the Green Bay Packers. What a rivalry, what a game. So I was expecting stereotypical Chicago. We all know it's a little bit windy, it's the windy city, but I didn't expect the torrential downpour that you experienced, Darren.
1: Me and my poor lady, Vern, got absolutely drenched, because there are no roofs on the stadiums. We wouldn't accept it here. Imagine Wembley without a roof. And, and if it rained, you got wet. I mean, we'd, we'd be kicking up like nobody's business. So anyway, on the day of the game, it was lovely and sunny. It was cold all the time we were there, but not unmanageable. And it wasn't that windy. But game day comes and it is pissing down. And it's not just rain. It's that really cold, icy rain that you get in Chicago at this time of the year. Lauren did so well because I got it in my mind. I thought, I can't make a sit there for four quarters. Regardless of the conditions, I've got to move around a bit, and I've got to take her to different places within the stadium to keep her interest. Otherwise, she'll never come again. So, we get there, and, and to her immense credit, she sat there until half time with a hood up and a carrier bag across her knees, shivering. But she flat out refused to move, and I had to make her at half time. And this is where Sean Gale. 85 uh, Super Bowl winner, the man that owns the record for the shortest punt return in the history of the NFL. (laughs) This is where he came into his own because he got his lounge passes so we could go into the warm for the second half. There was a big screen, food, hot dogs, chicken tenders. So we did the second half in there. So we were outside for half of it, inside for half of it. But I tell you what, mate, it was a brilliant weekend. Absolutely sensational.
0: It sounds like the that is the ultimate birthday present, really, isn't it? Because the missus has yeah. not only thought about you, she's thought about what you like, she's thought about what you'd really, really like to do. And I'll be honest with you, like many people listening to the Fumble podcast, she knows that you do actually generally sit on the fence when it comes to the Bears or the Packers, you know? You, you, she showed your true yeah. colours, Darren.
1: On the Saturday... We had a good walk around Chicago. did a bit of Christmas shopping for the kids, all that kind of thing. But I said, listen, I've got to get myself it out for game day. The idea was I was going to get a Jim McMahon jersey made up. So I went all the way to Soldier Field. We could walk it two miles away from the hotel. I had a nice walk to Soldier Field. Get in there. They got the printing machine and everything. No, not on a Saturday. What? We don't print on Saturdays. Exactly. So I said, well, when can I get it done? we we'll do it tomorrow. I said, it's going to be rammed. Well, no chance tomorrow. Well, I can't do it today. I said, we've come all the way from England. No, so plan B. So we had a bit of a walk around, but, but what I was delighted with, I found and I bought it and I've got it, and I'll stick a picture up on the, the fumble Twitter page. I managed to get a, an exact replica of the Walter Payton White '85 Super Bowl. It's great. It's one of my favourite items of clothing already. Oh no! Nice. So I wore that to the game, and and I, so I've got that, and I really like that. So because so, he's iconic anyway. I said to Lauren, what I can't do, I can't buy Jordan Howard or Leonard Floyd or no. Mitch Trubitsky. I've got to get, so I got, I got, the, I got the Walter Payton. But uh, let me tell you a bit about it, though, Vern. And I feel really sorry for Bears fans at the minute because face of that franchise is Kyle Long, the guard. He is. Now, how can the face of your franchise be a guard? Who didn't play this week, by the way, because he'd hurt his finger. Now, Brett Favre, did he miss a game? This fella plays on the offensive line, didn't play because he'd hurt his, hurt his finger. Leonard Floyd, they've not really bought into yet, despite the fact it could be a good one. But I, ju- I just felt a real sense of apathy around Soldier Field, around the Bears. There were guys in the loos at the Urinal saying, all we wanted from this season was to win today because we know we've got nothing else to do. They hate John Fox. I picked up the Chicago Sun-Times Bears pullout on Monday. And you open the page... The first column is, Fox, it's time to go. Why do you because think that you is? Cash your mind back to 85, because they're crap, Vern. No, and, I know, I know, the, but... The City wants a winner.
0: But there's a lot of teams in the NFL at the moment that are average and below, let's be honest, but they stick with their head yeah. coach. They stick with what they've got because yeah. we all know that, unlike the Premier League, the majority of NFL franchises give their coach time. They give him at least one, maybe two drafts at a push and let him rebuild the team, because we know how complicated, yeah. we know how complex the game is. But for, for Chicago Bears fans to jump on foxy like they have, I find that a little, bit, a little bit bizarre at the moment, because got a decent running back, will Mitchell Trubisky shine through? Mm. Who knows? You know, got, got another draft, give him another draft, and then we'll see what happens, and then you can get rid of him.
1: Trubisky looked a better quarterback than Brett Hundley on Sunday, mm. but Hundley got the win. But the criticism of John Fox is that he won't take the brakes off. He won't let Trubisky throw the ball. And I also think things conspired against him at the weekend because I don't know whether you saw the game, but they made a challenge in Chicago. They thought they'd got a touchdown. Benny Cunningham thought he was in the end zone. He'd actually hit the ball, hit the pylon with the ball. It was, it was deemed down at the one. So John Fox challenged it. And on review, he'd actually fumbled the ball into the pylon. So instead of having first and goal at the one, It became a touchback so the big call again he got absolutely battered for challenging a call that not only cost the bears a possession but it it cost the bears a possession at a time when they would have had all the momentum and might well have gone on to win the game so even the big decision he had to make at the weekend didn't work jordan howard was relatively ineffective didn't let trubisky throw there's just a sense of apathy i think they feel that they need a coach in chicago who can help the young quarterback in the way that Sean McVay's done with Jared Goff. And it was just so sad because you think back to 85 when me and you fell in love with the NFL and it was all about Soldier Field, the Bears, the colour, those guys owning the city of Chicago. These guys don't even register there. You know, the Bulls stink, the Bears stink. The Black Hawks are the, the shining light in terms of the franchise.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree with you, Darren Fletcher. But let, let's do a little bit of Junith Chalmers. Let, let's talk about Chicago itself go as a then. city because you've been there. What, is, it, is it your stereotypical big metropolitan city? Let's say, you know, we all, a lot of Brits know New York because we've all been there. A lot of Brits have been to Orlando, been down to Miami. Yeah. What is Chicago like as a city?
1: I'll, I'll tell you categorically, it's my favourite US city, bar none. If anybody said to me, where should I go? For a weekend, city break, I'd say Chicago. It's not quite as, as intense as New York. The, the architecture, the buildings, the skyline is r- really impressive. There's a wonderful river that runs through the middle. The people are a lot more laid back than the ones are in New York. Um, and it's just a really, really nice feel. We only took a cab once, and that's when we went to the United Centre, which is on the other side of the city, to watch the Bulls on a Friday. Everywhere else was walkable. I would recommend to anybody to go. The thing is, it's one of those places where you can go as adults and do the shopping and, the, and all that kind of stuff. But if you want to take the kids, there's a wonderful natural history museum in there that's the equivalent of the one in London. There's a big aquarium. In the summertime, you can be on the lake, at the banks of Lake Michigan, and it's fantastic. It's very flat. People are cycling all over the place, parks all over. So it's a really, really nice place to go. I, I'd recommend it to anybody. And, by the way, the most important thing, and the most important thing, I managed to get you your present. Oh!
0: Well, I, I, I've seen a picture, yes.
1: and I thought,
0: to be honest with you, it's that yeah. good, I thought you'd keep it yourself. Uh, so no, let's explain no. to the Fumbleites what yeah. you
1: bought me, because it is class. Right. So so you wanted something that you couldn't get, basically. So I tried for the mug. There's no evidence of Super Bowl XX, by the way, in the city of Chicago. Nothing anywhere. Mm-hmm. I didn't see one item in any store, and believe me... Not even not even in the club shop? I didn't, no, no. Not even a key ring or a pen, badge nothing i wow. saw nothing so we went to the, the the club store and i said to lauren right here's the this this is for the next 20 minutes we're going to find something for Vern. this is the priority at this stage so lauren to a credit found chicago bears authentic y-fronts <laughs> not boxes y-fronts but the problem was they were massive so and around the waist, by the way. they were massive. yeah. So, if they were massive anywhere else, I'd have bought them for you, big fella. But they were massive <laughs> around the waist. So they wouldn't have fitted here, but they were what we wanted to get you. So, what I got you was, it's described as an NFL plush figure. He's a cuddly toy, Mike Dicker, <laughs> with the sunglasses on and the tash and the hairdo. And he's got the famous Bears tank top on and the tie that he wore in the Super Bowl. I'm going to send this to you, mate, for you to stick on your desk with all your other bits and bobs, with our love, from Chicago, Aww. your very own Mike Ditka cuddly teddy bear thing. And we'll put a photograph of this on the Fumble website as well so people can see it. Because I do want to keep it because it's great. But I'm going to send it to you, mate.
0: And what we'll do is we'll, we'll take it on our NFL travels and we'll use it as kind of... You know how people go away and stick a garden gnome uh, on the Great Wall of China <laughs> or the Gobi Desert or the, up at the top of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. We'll, we'll take Ditka with us on our NFL yeah. Fumble podcast uh, journey. That would be really nice. Well, mate,
1: he is everywhere in Chicago. Is he really? He is larger than life. He is larger. All you see in Chicago, Michael Jordan and Mike Ditka dominate, but his likeness for him is on everything: t-shirts, mugs. I expected a bit more Walter Payton, but it's not. It's Ditka who dominates the scene, which is astonishing, really.
0: Maybe it's because his personality reflects the city of Chicago. You know the fact that he was this—he uh, was the front of the Bears. Through that amazing '85 season with the awesome defense and all the characters—McMahon, Peyton, the fridge, etc., cetera, etc.—and cetera. maybe that's someone that they've they've just really clung to and want to want to keep that vibe going. It'd be really interesting to see. Uh, The future of the Chicago Bears and whether they do maintain under uh, Fox and what they they progress to do. But this is The Fumble. Thank you very much for listening and subscribe to us anywhere you can on iTunes. Write a review. We'd really appreciate that as well. Uh, We've got a great question from one of our listeners, Darren, which has come in from Chris Gibson. And it's an absolute classic. And I think it's a belter. And I think it's very, very topical. It's a question inspired by listening to last week's show. He says this. If every NFL team loses their starting quarterback, who would make the Super Bowl? Now, there's a lot of controversy, controversy, co- 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 there's a lot of controversy if I can say it. can't even say the damn word. Uh, about uh, protection of quarterbacks in the pocket, etc., etc., etc. We had a bit of a ding-dong-do again last week about this. And Tony Buscelli, our, our dear friend, said that there's enough protection for quarterbacks. Let them be quarterbacks. And he's offensive lineman whose job it is solely to protect the quarterback. So of all the teams, Darren, that are out there, take away the starting quarterback. Who would make it to the Super Bowl, in your opinion? And I'm going to write down one team, OK? And I'm going to write down this team. And I will show it to our producer, Simon, when you stop talking, because this is a team that I think you're going to pick.
1: Go. You can make a case from the San Francisco 49ers having Jimmy Garoppolo. You probably would have said Patriots if Garoppolo was still the backup there. I personally think the next best backup quarterback in the league after that is probably Matt Moore and the Miami Dolphins because he's got the track record of winning games in the NFL. But I think if you lose your quarterback, you need a bit more than that. You need the combination of a running game and a defense if you're going to win the Super Bowl without your starting quarterback. In any other year, I would have said straight away the Seattle Seahawks. But I think I'll look at them this year. They're not running the ball very well. They've lost, lost Richard Sherman off the defense. So I'd stick a line through them. So the combination of defense and running game, you would have to look, I think, at a team like, and I'm, I'm not going to go for one. I'm going to give you a few. The Philadelphia Eagles with that three-headed monster running game and a defense that's good. The Kansas City Chiefs with an, an average defense. And the running back they drafted Hunt this year is really good. The Steelers with Le'Veon Bell and a defence that turns the ball over. And the other one that we mentioned last week with Tony, the Jacksonville Jaguars, because I think they're essentially where they are now without their quarterback. I'm going to say the team that would have the best chance to win the Super Bowl if they lost the starter is the Jacksonville Jaguars.
0: That's a good call. It's a good show. But it's not what I've written down, Darren. It's not what I've written down. because because got? Because I, I, I think that I know nor how you think... All right, you, you think very similarly to me. You think outside the box. You take everything. Uh, that's a big worry for you, by the way. It that is. is a massive worry <laughs> it, for you. it is. I apologise. <laughs> but uh, I know you take into a lot of factors when you when you uh, talk about American football. You know, you talk offense, defense, special teams as well. You take into all the contributors. And I picked a. It's quite a cheeky pick, I'll be honest with you, because it is a team that's already playing their backup. Not only their backup, right? But their backup to a backup. I've gone for the Vikings. So I, know, I know. I've gone for the Vikings. I think yeah. the Vikings are a really good show because who would have thought Case Keenum would be doing the job that he's doing now after Sam Bradford. Is that me? It is. It's, it's actually uh, Harrison Smith telling me that he did actually remember what happened in San Francisco. Thank you, Harrison. <laughs> uh, I've gone for the Vikings because Sam Bradford went down yeah. uh, and Case Keenum came in and he's doing a great job. And let's not forget, Sam Bradford was brought in because, Darren, Teddy Bridgewater went down. So, Keir's Kin who's actually a backup to a backup to a backup. And I think they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think if he can stay healthy and just be a little more confident in the pocket, I think they'll do well, the Vikings. I really do.
1: I think it's a really good question. It was a cracking question when I saw it this week when it got sent in on Twitter. Um, it's fascinating. We've got to mention DraftKings, Vern. Do it, Darren, do we it. always do. Yeah, it was a 16-team league this week. Delighted to say that internet rich came last again. 16 teams. I've got a new winner. Martin Keaton with so a team consisting of Lavian Bell, Mark Ingram, Golden Tate, Matt Stafford, Marcus Mariota, Adam Thielen, Ted Ginn Jr. and Devante Adams of the Packers. So well done to Martin Keaton. Commiserations to Luke Hater. Try and get your crown back this week. <laughs> internet rich. Get your finger out. If you want to play, Uh, Go on to DraftKings, set yourself up an account. Make sure you've got to do this. Use the promo code FUMBLE, not THE FUMBLE, FUMBLE, and you can play in the league. If you put $5 in there, we benefit, but also you get the chance to play for money every week and you might just win a prize if you're good at it. I'd make a suggestion. Some of the scores that these guys are getting in the league, they would be in there for a a share of the spoils, Vern, if they played Properly. So I make a suggestion go and win yourself some cash, take some money off other people. And enjoy yourself in the process.
0: And let's not forget, we are going to have an end
1: of season two. We're going to invite some friends over to watch some football. We are. And we're going to give tickets away to people who are in the league. Yes. First and foremost, on a first-come, first-served basis. So we like that.
0: Exactly. So getting involved with DraftKings, uh, it's a lot of fun. It really is a lot of fun. I had a shocker this week in my fantasy football, Fletch. I've got to be honest. I scored 123.8 yes. points and
1: still lost. That's What's all that about? Agree. It's hard to do. It's really hard to do. (laughs) I couldn't
0: believe it. I I was waiting on David Funches to have a horror of a game. And the little Torag scores more than 20 points.
1: I know. I know for Carolina. Hey, we've got to say as well, Vern, while we're on, can we just make a little bit of an appeal to everybody? And we don't ask for much on the fumble. We like to be the gift that keeps on giving in NFL terms. But if you do download us via iTunes... Would you do us a favour and just stick a little review on there? Because reviews in the podcast world are like the golden tickets at Willy Wonka's factory. That's I think correct. That's the way to describe it. Yeah. The, so
0: reviews are a massive part of the algorithm which rates and ranks iTunes podcasts. So if you get yeah. a lot of reviews, positive ones, that's how you climb the ladder. Uh, it, I know it's stupid. I know it sounds daft, but unfortunately, that's just the crazy Apple world that we live in. If you are going to uh, subscribe, we're about a hundred in the charts, which is a pretty it's pretty decent being in the top 100. It really is. That's quite a compliment. And thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, so give us a review and uh, give us a high star rating if you, uh, if you do like us. If you don't like us, then don't bother.
1: You know, don't give us a one star. We don't want it. Just, just keep them high. That'd be kind. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't mind cutting a deal, Vern, with the listeners. If, if they want to go onto the, the review page and put a nice review, that's brilliant. If they want to tell us we're crap, then just do that via Twitter, like everybody else does. Mm. <laughs> so there is a deal. There is a deal to be done. You've got the option to tell us we're good or tell us we're crap in equal measure. I'll we tell you what is it. interesting
0: <laughs> though, Darren. Um, we, we don't we haven't had any negative about the fumble no. on the old Twitter. What we do get is a lot of interaction, which is what it's all about. Instead yeah. of being a Richard head and, you know, saying, Oh, I don't like this, that and the other, we have constructive comment and constructive conversation on our Twitter feed which is what it's all about because the American football community in Great Britain it's a tight net community and players like to know as we found out that they know and they like to prove that they know a little bit more than everyone else which is what gets me excited about the NFL because we all have our own stout staunch opinions especially myself and you Darren so it's nice to get everyone in the mix so give us a Twitter comment and if you're going to review us uh, make it a nice one on the old iTunes we would really appreciate it.
1: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. He's gone with a pick six.
0: Are you ready for pick six, big lad? I am, and it's a confusing one to start off with that you're going to pause to me, Darren.
1: I am. What has Tyrod Taylor done wrong?
0: I'm confused. So, Tyrod Taylor, for those people who haven't heard, has been benched. Tyrod Taylor is going to be bench warming this weekend, which unfortunately I think is a shocker. The young lads had a nightmare. And the Bills at the moment sit at five and four underneath the seven and two Patriots, just above the four and five and four and six Dolphins and Jets. Now I'm going to ask you this just a simple yes or no, Darren, please. Is Tyrod Taylor a decent quarterback? Yes. I think he is as well. But Sean McDermott and the Bills franchise have decided to stick him on the bench and they're going to replace him with a young lad, Nathan Peterman. Have you heard of Nathan Peterman? No. In all your NFL wonderful knowledge, the seed that keeps on growing, Darren, can you tell me anything about Nathan Peterman?
1: If somebody sat in my house with a gun to my head and said, if you don't tell me something about Nathan Peterman... Your golden retriever, Rocco, gets it. (laughs) I'd have to get a new dog.
0: Well, there you go. So once again, once again, a quarterback who's... He's had a bumpy ride, let's be honest with you. He's had some great games. Tyro Taylor's had some shocking games. But he's been consistently average. And in the NFL at the moment, which we've talked about several times on the fumble, that's not bad for a quarterback. It really isn't
1: bad. Do you know his shortcoming, though, Fern? They've had to go and trade for a wide receiver who's got arms as long as the wings of a Boeing 747 because he's that inaccurate with a ball. He's got good legs, but he's not a good passer. But, but I, I kind of look at but the... But you bring
0: in, they, Darren, they, this is why I'm confused. Well, Sorry to interrupt you. You bring in a receiver who's got a great reputation, all right? Cam yeah. Newton loved him and they got rid of him and he's gone to the bills. But yet you bench the quarterback that you're hoping to help after one game of having this superstar wide receiver. I just don't get it.
1: No, I, I, I agree with that point totally. And I, I was what I was going to say was, when you look at Tyrod Taylor, what he is, he's quite a good compliment for the Bills because they are predominantly a running team in a very cold climate, in a division where you need to control the clock because you're playing Tom Brady twice a year. So they've got Lashawn McCoy. And I agree with you. He's, he, you know, he's, he's, he is what he is. He, he looked a relatively decent fit. Um, I think it tells you straight away, though, that they're going to be one of the team's in the close season looking for a quarterback. So I think you can stick a, a tick next next to the Buffalo Bills unless the backup that you're talking about turns out to be a special quarterback, which I, I don't think he's going to be, but I think they're going to be looking for a QB like one or two other franchises come the close season, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, Taylor's thrown uh, hundred and one thousand six hundred and eighty four yards, had 10 touchdowns against three interceptions. And Sunday against the Saints... He went 9 of 18 for 56 yards and no That's no that's a statistic yeah. that no quarterback wants to have at the side uh, of their name. And that's uh, a shocking game. Uh, I, I,
1: I would throw this to you as well, that I would say that you can't be competitive in the NFL, i.e. a playoff team, with a quarterback that projects to throw for just over 2,000 yards in a season. When you're facing offences where, you know, Tom Brady and Drew Brees are going to go for 5,000 yards this year, if you want to keep pace with those offences you need a quarterback that's slightly better than a 2,000-yard passer. That might have been okay for Joe Theismann back in 1982, but the game's changed. We talked about it last week. It's a passing league. If you've got a quarterback that can't pass, you're in trouble. And I think they've decided now that Tyrod Taylor can't do that consistently. It's
0: a brave decision. We will see what happens this weekend as the Bills take on the Chargers. Right then, Darren, here's my question to you. Ready? Yes. You've been to Soldier Field. We heard about your trip with the, the good lady, Miss Fletcher. Uh, You went to Chicago, you watched the Bears at Soldier Field, one of the iconic stadiums in the NFL. It's an absolute beauty. I would love to go there. I would love to see that. But what is the best NFL stadium you visited on your joyful NFL journeys?
1: Okay, so in terms of history and what it means, you've got to say Lambeau Field. It's hard to get into. So the fact you're in the stadium in the first place makes it really special. I was lucky enough to be there making a radio documentary with Simon Cross, our producer, a few years back. And we actually watched the game against the Lions in the snow—typical Packer weather in the winter in Lambeau—and it was sensational. But the best stadium has to be the Jones Mahal, the Jerry Dome in in <laughs> in, in Dallas. I mean, I, I don't think—I mean, I've not been to the new one in in Atlanta yet, or the one in Minneapolis, but that one in Dallas is ridiculous. I mean the. When they had the NBA All-Star game there, the screen that hangs from the roof was actually longer than the basketball court. I mean, it's, there's not a bad seat in the house um, and that, that place is sensational. I, mean, I think you'd struggle to find a stadium anywhere in the world that is as, as good as that, in, in my opinion. What, what about I,
0: you? I, I, well, I, I've, got a, I've got a funny uh, story about that Jumbotron <laughs> in, in the Cowboys stadium. So uh, apparently, first things first, apparently you can have a corporate event in one of the corporate boxes and they will hook that Jumbotron up to an Xbox. No. Yeah, so you can sit in one of the luxury executive suites and you can play Call of Duty, you can play Minecraft, you can play whatever you want for an allotted amount of time on that Jumbotron in Cowboy Stadium. And because... The jumbotron is so big; it's literally the full length of the field. There's one on either side of the field, so wherever you sat, you can watch that massive TV. And that stadium—I know this because I've had a couple of friends either coach or play for the Cowboys. That stadium is basically a shopping mall out on the outside yeah. of Cowboys Stadium. That's
1: probably, that's probably why I like it so much as well.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> so they sell tickets. To watch the game in the seats, like an ordinary stadium, but also they sell tickets for you to walk around one of the uh, one of the floors, one of the platforms, one of the landings at the stadium where there's no seats. But yet you watch it in all the bars. Let's say if it was over here, you'd watch it in a, either a TFI Fridays, a Wimpy or, or, a, or, or a, a Little Chef because there's lots of little shops and restaurants around a, one floor in that stadium where you just mill around and, and actually just so happens to be an American football game going on. But the one thing that the players and the coaches is an unwritten rule on that team. Never get caught looking at the cheerleaders on the Jumbotron.
1: Yeah.
0: That's, that's a rule. When, when yeah. you arrive, when you're in the stadium, dude, don't look at the big screen. Do not look at the big screen when the cheerleaders are on because all your friends and family are watching.
1: Yeah, I've got a little story to tell you on the back of that, which is not NFL related, but it's a story that was told to me last night. You know, you kind of don't look at the cheerleaders. So my son, Luca, is at, is at Nottingham Forest in the academy. So he, one of his mates there, I was standing with his dad last night and they were playing a match. And I'm not going to name the poor lad. <laughs> but his dad said to me, I've got a problem. He said, I was flicking through his iPod last night. He said, there's some dodgy content on there, videos. I said, all right, okay. So he said, I'm going to have to challenge him about it. I've not mentioned it yet. I'm going to have to challenge him about it in the car on the way home. So I said, well, it's going to go one of two ways. He's either going to laugh or he's going to be mortified that you've found the videos. So he said, yeah. I said, but you might feel worse than him. I said, I wouldn't want to be in your shoes doing that one. So he said, I'll, I'll WhatsApp you later to tell you how it went. So, I'm going to read you the WhatsApp that I got <laughs> later on. Go on. So, it's <laughs> so, I'm waiting and he's put, first of all, tell Luca again, I thought he was brilliant tonight, played really well. He said, spoke to my boy and he said, sorry, and understands it's wrong. Didn't really understand it, but thought all footballers looked at videos like that. He said, I <laughs> nearly crashed the car as I had to look the other way laughing. <laughs> so, wow. the young fella, Thought that all footballers looked at those kind of dodgy videos, so he did it. That's <laughs> hilarious. That's so, hilarious. Yeah, so I didn't funny. envy him, I've got to say. Yeah, I do I, I, I thought you'd like that. Wow. Anyway, all right, well, let's
0: move on. Let's move on. We, dig-
1: we digress. We do. Um, which team, Vern, has the best two running backs in the NFL?
0: Oh, undoubtedly. We mentioned them before, and I've got one of them on my fantasy football team. And if you look at the uh, the churn, if you look at the work that both running backs the Saints did this weekend, Alvin Kamara and the main man, Mr. Ingram, Mark Ingram uh, from Alabama. That, to me, right now, is the best running back pairing in the NFL. Consistent. One loves to just run it up the middle. The other one is a fantastic flat receiver, and he can run with the rock as well. I think they've got two great running backs there, and Alvin Kamara, still young. And it's interesting that Ingram... This, this several years into his career, now he seems to be blossoming, you know, because he did struggle. There was talk a few couple of years back that Ingram wasn't the running back for the future of the New Orleans Saints, averaging less than three yards of carry, etc., etc. But now, maybe it's because they got rid of Adrian Peterson. Now they've decided to spread the ball between the two running backs and they are productive, ridiculously productive. And let's not forget, they're productive in a team whose quarterback just loves churning up the field in the air.
1: So I'm going to throw in the Minnesota Vikings with Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. I think they are two starting-caliber players. Obviously, Cook's injured at the minute, but I really like those two as a, as a tandem. And the other one, and it's similar to, the, to, to the, the balance that you're talking about with the Saints, I'd have to say Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey for the Carolina Panthers. You've got Jonathan Stewart, the, the between-the-tackles runner. And you've got McCaffrey, who may just turn out to be the best pass-catching running back. I really like those two as well. I agree with you, though, pal. I'd I go, go with the Saints, Kamara and Ingram at the minute, but I think those two are a really good pair as well. It doesn't it does
0: surprise me that McCaffrey's got good hands because his dad used to be a receiver for the Giants. Nice.
1: Yeah. He won the Super Bowl, didn't he? Which he I did, did like
0: indeed. Yeah. He did indeed. All right, well, let's flip it. Let's go uh, from inside the tackles and the guards. Let's go to outside the tight ends. Who's got the best two receivers in the
1: NFL, Fletch? I think this is a really tough one I've got to say I've got uh, my answer already oh, so I would go with the Oakland Raiders and I would go Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree I think they are as good a blend as you'd get and an unfashionable one and Crossy will love this an unfashionable one really good pair of receivers who don't get the credit they deserve Adam Thielen Stefan Diggs for the Minnesota Vikings if they had a proper quarterback throw into them They could do some serious damage in the NFL.
0: Well, they're not doing too bad Case Keenum throwing a hit at them. Uh Let's be honest. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's why eventually you've got to look at putting the the Vikings in the mix. We'll find out what happens over the next couple of games as we head towards the playoffs. But the Vikings, you know, they're they're starting to raise a few eyebrows in the NFL. I'm going to go with uh, a team who it doesn't really matter who's receiver, because the greatest of all time will make his receivers look good. I'm going (laughs) to go with the Patriots. I haven't mentioned Mr. Brady for a long time, for a couple of podcasts, but it always seems to me that no matter who his wide receivers are, doesn't matter who Bill and the team bring in, he will make his receivers work hard for the ball because he will get it to them. I mean, I've watched a couple of Patriots games from start to finish past three weeks. And to me, it seems like Brady's, not hitting the targets like he used to. You know, he's throwing a couple of high balls. He's throwing a couple of balls behind the receivers. He's not actually firing on all cylinders at the moment. But we discussed it, I think, three podcasts ago, Darren. Patriots are a playoff team. They build themselves up towards yeah. the playoffs. And I think Brady will be there come the end of game 16. So we'll see.
1: OK, here's the next one for you. We've seen some pretty sophisticated and well-choreographed celebrations in the NFL this season. But how are the celebrations in the British League? What was your go-to move Vern, when you'd pick somebody off and ran it back for a pick six?
0: Never had a pick six. No? Never, yeah, never had one. Never had one. I was consistent. You know, I, 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 I had several... Well, more than several interceptions in more than several seasons. I'll be honest with you, if I'm going to blow my old <laughs> trumpet. Uh, but I, I think in the British game, we had one guy, uh, James Cherry on the Warriors, who who was consistent with his celebration. He was like a wizard. So he would always throw up a spell and he would always kind of uh, fire his wand, shall we, shall we say, at the opposition. That was always funny. <laughs> But I think the standard go-to celebration in in British-American football is the old chest bump. You know what I mean? Just jump up, chest bump your your, your teammates. But I would always chest bump the wrong guy. I would always chest bump the heavy offensive lineman. So I would always be the guy who looked like an idiot being bounced five yards backwards. Uh, Maybe I think what it is, is everyone's just really proud and pleased to be wearing good kit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's yeah, their celebration I, I can't imagine you being an easy guy to chest bump though as tall as you are if I tried to chest bump you I'd go straight into your tackle
0: well we've got some units on the Warriors so that it, it always right. works out well
1: so to chest bump a guy 6'4 I'm 5'10 i I'd have no chance
0: oh you've got to have a Jordan-esque leap
1: I've not I can promise you that <laughs> athletic ability is not something I'm proud of
0: well say hello to my tackle my friend right <laughs> uh, this one's for you alright last one in pick 6 you've done a Bears-Packers game now Uh, What do you want Mrs. F to give you for your birthday present next year? Well, we could keep the lights on, couldn't we?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right, Okay. That's that's a good unexpected turn. All right, let's move on. When I saw the question, I said to her, I'm going to say that. She went, you can't say that on the podcast. I said, no, I will. I will. So she she, she knows knows I was going to give you the answer. (laughs) I think if I could go and see another one, I would like to see a... Cowboys Redskins game. Yeah good. Uh, I'd quite like to go to the black hole in Oakland before it finishes.
0: I what think. about the Oakland Raiders at the Kansas yeah. City Chiefs?
1: Oh yeah brutal. I'd, I'd, I'd like that.
0: In one of the loudest stadiums in the NFL. I've
1: yeah.
0: uh, got a friend who yeah, played there it. Adam Dirty, who's doing all the international scouting for the NFL UK at the moment. He used to play for the Kansas City Chiefs and the Kansas City Stadium it's more than two-thirds underground. So there's only a third of it above ground. So you're in a pit, basically. And the noise...
1: Oh, have you been? Yeah, I've been. Apparently the noise is ridiculous, Darren. Is that right? It is, definitely. It really was. It's interesting because the Kansas City Royals baseball stadium is literally 200 yards on the other side of the car park. So both big stadiums, as, as in Texas, where the baseball stadium is across the road from Cowboys Stadium, the, these these two stadiums are separated by the car park, basically. Uh, and it's just this gigantic bowl um, that just seems to go forever. And as you say, the noise, it, it, it is the noisiest stadium I've ever been in by quite a significant margin. Yeah, I'd love to go there.
0: I'd love to go to any NFL stadium, I'll be honest with you. I just love the fact that you can get food and drink wherever you are. It's ridiculous. Well, I'll tell you what we should do, and, and this is a, an idea. We should, we should have a word with the people at the Jags, and we should try and get some tickets for Fumble listeners yeah, to go yeah. to their uh, bat and ball party on a Sunday night because the Jaguars, at the moment, are uh, hosting uh, an evening just where you can watch football. Any game, but it's predominantly Jags game. Uh, they put it out live at uh, a ping-pong palace, pretty much. It's where they play ping pong in, okay. in London. You go down there and you can watch Jags games, a load of food put on by the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that'll be interesting. We'll sort that out and we'll talk about it next week. All right, Darren, that's pick six Absolutely. done and over with. It's a two-minute warning. Are you ready? Here we go. Next week is Thanksgiving. And as always, Thanksgiving is a massive thing in the NFL. So as it stands, we're not too sure when we're going to put out the fumble podcast do we do it before thanksgiving game thursday or do we after thanksgiving game on friday we will wait and see keep your eye on our twitter feed at the fumble and we will let you know that's the two-minute warning. Now then first things first. Two-minute warning, Darren. Here we go. Celebrations have been allowed to happen in the NFL. We've seen some absolute beauties, some better than the Labrooks adverts that are kicking about at the moment. What innovation would you like to see that would make the NFL more entertaining?
1: I'd like, I'd like them to use props for the celebrations. <laughs> I used to it when Terrell Owens Got a Sharpie down his sock and he put the yellow jacket, the Hall of Fame jacket on all that. I'd like to see that. You can leave your props at the back of the end zone and if you get a touchdown, you can use them all for 30 seconds to entertain the crowd. That's your reward for the touchdown. That'd be like a kid's
0: toy box at the end of, underneath the goalpost. That's so funny. The NFL basically have been at the forefront of technology, giving access to the viewer. So we've got the uh, pylon cam, You've got that camera that floats on the wires which gets behind the huddle and above the huddle and you see the NFL from some beautiful angles. And during the ad breaks, you get the guy coming on with the steady cam, and he's looking at the players and this, that and the other. And it's superb. It gives you up close and personal footage of the game. What about everyone is GoPro crazy? Everyone these days has a GoPro attached to a skateboard, a surfboard, the helmet on their bicycle. What if someone like GoPro, Sony, Panasonic, I don't know, anyone... Could put a camera inside the helmet of either a quarterback or a middle linebacker that gave you a personal perspective of the game. Someone could invent a little pack that sent a live signal to the broadcaster that enabled them, maybe three or four times a game, to go live at the line of scrimmage. That would be awesome.
1: Or ball cam.
0: Stick oh, I know the... that minute. Nut cam. You're <laughs> up there with it. I think helmet. I, I, I'm not sure about ball cam, but I think helmet cam is an absolute goal. That's <laughs> it. That's the end of the two minute warning darren as always it's been an absolute pleasure hope the jet lag isn't too bad thank you everyone for listening and remember subscribe and leave us a comment as well we really do appreciate it we're here every week next week as i said we're not sure whether we're going to go pre or post-Thanksgiving, because Thanksgiving is a massive day in the NFL, and uh, it's an amazing celebration over there in the United States. Thank you very much. Tell your friends about us. Darren,
1: it's a pleasure as always. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the NFL this weekend as well, and we'll speak to you soon.
0: Definitely. This has been a Shooting Shark production. Thank you very much. Goodbye! Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods